0: Turn
1: welcome back i'm mike with the turntable teachers and turn 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 in session turn here for another guest speaker episode at AOA Studios. If you're an artist, podcaster or a content creator, make sure you hit us up at aoa-studios.org to book your session today. We do it all here. And I am joined by a very mm-hmm. special guest. Mm-hmm. She is a Latin R&B artist, mm-hmm. just most recently the most recent Latin Artist of the Year yeah. award in 2022 <laughs> for the Boston Music Awards. It's mm-hmm. none other than Elena Rodriguez <laughs> joining us uh, on Twitter Table Teachers. Thank you so much for being here Elena. It's yeah. awesome to have you.
2: No, thank you. Of course. How are you doing mm-hmm. today? I'm feeling good. How yeah. are you doing?
1: I'm good, you know. It's yeah. I'm in the middle of fall and uh wedding season. So I'm at okay. the age, yeah, I'm at the age where all my friends are choosing to get married bachelor okay. parties we're so yeah we're in five weddings this year oh wow um, so i just i'm gonna and then in november i have three weddings back to back to back i just came back wow. from austin texas on a bachelor party so <laughs> oh, literally wow. like two days ago wow so that's I'm, awesome <laughs> it, it was great it's a lot of fun um it's, it's just hectic and it's busy mm-hmm. but it's good it's yeah. good busy you know what i mean it's good mm-hmm. stuff i can't complain so yeah but okay i'm doing well I'm doing well. And how and how are you? What's going on with you? How's your week been?
2: Um, my week has been good. It's been pretty busy. Um, right now I'm preparing for one of my biggest shows for this month. Heck yeah. Um, you know, at the Big E. Um it's gonna Mm -hmm. be on the Mm thirtieth of this month. So things have been very hectic. I've also been traveling, so like, um, yeah, it's been a lot.
1: Yeah, so,
0: yeah. <laughs> sometimes busy
1: is good though, right? There's oh, nothing, of course. you would rather be that than not. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you need to balance too, right? You need to have yes. a little bit of downtime. There's nothing wrong with with both. But mm-hmm. well, like I said, thank you so much for coming, of and course. you've been thank such you. a big supporter of ours for like Aww. the last few months, and like yeah. liking and commenting on everything. Like we just appreciate the support mm-hmm. that you've given, and uh, I'm yeah, I'm so excited to like have come <laughs> on to your your thank music you. <laughs> and to get to know you a little bit over mm-hmm. this process, and I'm really excited for this episode. Thank you. So. Yeah, normally on the Turntable Teachers, we start with uh, the first segment of the show, which is the objective. So we get to know a little bit about you, your background. And so I know you come from Cuban and Dominican descent. Mm -hmm. So on both sides, your dad is Cuban, correct? Mm -hmm. And And your mom's Dominican? Correct, yep. And you have a unique story or a unique background, I think, because... You know, you've you've kind of grown up in the Boston area, too, but you've mm-hmm. also split some time between here and Florida. Yeah. So um, uh, it was Orlando and Cape Coral. Cape Coral correct. Yeah. So my first question is, you know, you living in, you know, primarily on the East Coast, but in the Northeast and then also the Southeast. Like, mm-hmm. talk to me a little bit about that juxtaposition or dichotomy between the two locations and how that environment both of those environments have affected you as not only a person but as a musician as well
2: well I would say as a person like I was I come from a middle-class family I don't really talk about that you know that that much I guess you could say but um yeah I come from a middle-class family so I um growing up in Florida I would say I lived in privileged areas so I got to like you know see how it was living in the suburbs and it being quiet and stuff. And then when I lived in Boston, I got to be in, uh, neighborhoods that obviously weren't that good, you know, um, not so much privilege, like in the hood or however you want to call it. Um, just because of like, you know, when times were rough and only one parent was only able to work and stuff like that. So I got to pretty much see like both worlds. And I feel like with, that it kind of helped me as a person, but also an artist, really like um come used to like change, but also just kind of like uh know how to be in different environments. Because I feel like when it comes to music, you know, I can I can kind of like mingle in different environments, which is like which is like a hip hop environment, or rock environment, or country environment, kind of stuff like that. If that makes sense. Totally. So I feel like it definitely you know overall just taught me on how to kind of like. Um, you know, just know how to be in certain environments, how to be self aware of certain things that people typically are not self aware like you know when you think of someone who grew up in the in the suburbs, they're not gonna really know certain lingos or be kind of or be kind of ignorant about the things that may happen in like the hood like if you're someone that grew up in a bad place in dorchester or roxbury compared to you being someone that grew up in a nice town like i don't know like um what's one of the most richest towns here like drake or some or a town like that you know just to give an example but um due to my upbringing i was kind of able to be in both environments and see um you know like the struggles but also see you know, how it is to be privileged and recognize and also like learn how to be more grateful for when you do have the nice things and then things happen and all of a sudden those things go away, but you obviously can get it back. Like also having, you know, um, being in that position and having that mindset, like growing up as Mm -hmm. well.
1: I love that answer. And I love the self-awareness of that. Like you you mentioned that once or twice and the social awareness of it too. it almost seems as though from your answer, like, almost like a chameleon in a way right Like Pretty you can much, almost yeah. like adapt based on your environment and mm-hmm. not blend in but I don't mean it that way but I in the sense of being able to you know be a part of the Massachusetts scene mm-hmm. and potentially go down and in the floors because I'm sure you know with the, the type of music you make
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, I think it would go obviously really well in Miami, you know, you know, in, in really Mm -hmm. anywhere in the area of Florida, but like you're saying, like there's more of a hip hop R and B sort of like almost boom bap ish that's more popular here. So for you to be able to adapt in both places speaks a lot to, yeah, like you said, your self-awareness, but also your social Mm -hmm. awareness. And, um, yeah, no, I I think having that, those two experiences are good because, Mm you know, a lot of times people only have one or the other experience, right? Like, you know, growing up, I grew up more in the suburbs Mm -hmm. and then I sort of got the, you know, uh, uh, I got the city effect when I started working in the city. Mm -hmm. As a teacher for the first time, I worked Mm -hmm. in Everett for a few years and now being where I am up in the suburbs, Mm -hmm. like I got to see that like difference as well. And it's also, like you said, I definitely look at that difference all the time with like Mm -hmm. the students that I had in Everett versus the students I have now I totally mm-hmm. like there's just different needs there, but correct. Um, yeah it's important to guess, kind of look at both both sides of it. So I guess I'll mm-hmm. ask too about the the uh, music side of things, especially. Mm-hmm. so I know that like when you were seven, you really like started to get into music yeah. and that was like your big <laughs> entry point. uh, did you always consciously want to get into Latin music and and mm-hmm. be a Latin artist and sort of like, you know, uh, go be stay more true to those roots mm-hmm. of you being Cuban and Dominican. Mm-hmm. Is that like was that felt like that was natural for you, or yeah. did that was that something that happened a little bit more over time?
2: Right. I don't think I really acknowledged what kind of music I wanted to make or what genre I wanted to be in until I got older. I think when I was younger, I just sang whatever I liked. You know, because gotcha. I was. Not only was I singing uh, Spanish music, but I also was singing English music. Like I was singing music um, by Kelly Clarkson or like music by Pink or Avril Lavigne or, you know, any of those like American or English speaking artists. And then sometimes I would go back to like singing um, to songs that were Spanish speaking, you know, from like Latin artists, you know. So I don't think I really knew what exactly what genre I wanted to be in or what music I wanted to make until I got older
1: interesting yeah and then for you when was like the moment you said to yourself like hey like this is something I'd actually like to pursue mm-hmm. and like this is this music thing is really yeah deep in within me and I want to really give it a go like mm-hmm. I know you had performed start been performing when you were like around what 11 12 ish yeah, yeah. or something like, like that yeah. and So I'd heard some things about like you obviously in your really young preteen years. So was that like where you kind of found your love for it Mm. or did that happen a little bit later? too? I
2: think um, it was definitely when I was 15. 15, Yeah. Yeah. I was 15 when I really like felt like I felt that this was my purpose and I felt that, you know, that it was just like something that I really loved and Mm. it was something that really made me feel, made me feel like I was at home, you know, especially someone who, has moved around a lot i you know i I've, I've had my childhood homes but like they never really home to me because i wasn't there for years Got so it. i don't know how it feels to be in a home for to be there more than like 10 or 20 years you know so when it comes to music music is home for me the stage is home for me well, if that makes sense totally you know it makes sense that's so, awesome yeah
1: Awesome. That's that's so cool. Like I I really appreciate that, and I and it's funny. I I moved around a lot when I was a kid too. Now oh, okay. now even though I've only really lived in Massachusetts, I've mm-hmm. moved around in many different cities, towns, and different things like that. And especially mm-hmm. in my twenties. But right, you know, I, I think that there's pros and cons to both, right? I think for you to grow up and have some different experiences, I think that really reflects in who you are as not only a person as an art or and as an artist as well mm-hmm. and those influences can oftentimes really be the deciding factor of either mm-hmm. writing content or being inspired by a different genre of music that maybe you wouldn't have been accessed mm-hmm. to before right, right. so I think do, do, you, do you see like almost as that being an advantage for you even though you know I, I kind of sense a little bit that there's mm-hmm. like oh I never really got to like you know really sit down and have roots somewhere but yeah. do do you feel like there's maybe an advantage or a few advantages there for yourself that you
2: um yeah i feel like there is definitely a lot more advantages and disadvantages i think the only disadvantages is like i said like i don't know how it feels to be living in a house and being like yeah i lived here for more than 20 years mm. you know what i'm saying or like more than 10 years um as well as i don't know how it feels to have childhood friends i probably only like have one Um, But other than that, like, I think the advantages is really about the reality of when you're moving around a lot and you're being put in different environments that can really help you to adapt to changes and to new environments and being around people you've never been around or Um, even maybe like being, um, able to go to like a different country and, you know, like being self-aware of certain things, you know, like, so I feel like those are like the biggest advantages in music. I feel like the biggest advantage for me is being open to creating different types of music, not just sticking to one type, if that makes sense or one, um, genre. So.
1: No, absolutely. Because even though you've been labeled clearly as the Latin artist of the year Mm -hmm. in Boston, right? I I know that you like to incorporate not only different genres, but you Mm -hmm. sing in Spanish and in English. So Mm -hmm. when you were coming up as an artist, when did you like decide like, okay, I'm going to like, or how do you get the inspiration to say, okay, I'm going to sing this song in English or I'm going to sing this part in Spanish. Like Mm -hmm. what's that separation for you and being able to do both? Yeah. How does that? How do you like, you know, juggle that or balance mm-hmm. that?
2: I think I just listen to my intuition. So like when I'm writing the song, I write them there. I I, fig- I kind of like know whether or not I want to do like a English version of that song, or yeah. um, if I'm thinking of a song, do I want to do it in Spanish? Now I'm in a place where I'm most likely gonna start um, putting more music out in Spanish. But I definitely will kind of like here and there do like English versions of like, you know, the songs that I'll be putting out um, from here on out. But I think that overall, when I first started doing music, it more so was just like an intuitive thing. You know, like if I wanted to write this song in English, put it out in English, I'll do it. And then um, if something if I thought of a song in Spanish, I'll keep it in Spanish. If it makes sense to do an English version, I'll do an English version. And if not, I won't do it, you know. Right, so, right. yeah,
1: that's funny. And I. You know, I know you are somebody that is spiritual and you really like yeah, lean yeah. on that intuition a lot. That's mm-hmm. something I definitely want to talk to you about in the next segment. But my mm-hmm. last question that I had was and in the, you know, the objective uh, segment of the show, which was how you got into the Boston music scene. So I know you've only mm-hmm. been in about two or three years now, I'd yeah, say, roughly. So, yeah, roughly. Cl- closer to three years, I think. Yeah, now.
2: probably two or three years or maybe, yeah, something like that. Because I know the pandemic, I released my first song when – um. The, no it was like 2020 of january okay and then the pandemic hit probably what was it like in march of 2020 like yeah. yeah so i didn't really get a chance to really be in this scene probably like maybe that summer of 2020 um so yeah for yeah so two or three years i would say yeah that's really cool mm-hmm.
1: and then working with people like skip and dj uh-huh. outside and, uh, yeah, and queen and all them like uh-huh. how have how have they been you know integral to your sort of growth as an artist and anyone yeah. else that you've worked with as well
2: yeah i mean i've worked with a lot of people yeah. since Shane um, Dylan, another one and you worked with them yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, briefly as well mm-hmm. yeah he's I've, a
1: good friend of the show shout out shane
2: yeah he's awesome um <laughs> um yeah i've worked with a lot of people like um the engineer that i first started off with um David, you know, he he was someone that definitely gave me great advice when it came to like my upbringing starting You know when I was starting out in music back in 2020 and he's an amazing amazing person Um, so shout out to him and then eventually I ended up meeting skip I met him through one of my exes Um and skip is someone that definitely has given me great advice Skip is obviously an amazing artist and um him and I you know, he's a latin artist too so it's a lot of the things that we kind of like are trying to figure out in our own genre and in, in our own demographic you know we obviously can, can relate to when sure. we give each other advice and stuff like that and it's even amazing to see his upbringing he's been doing music longer than i have but it's really nice to see someone who's in the same genre as me but maybe not doing the same type of music you know to see you know their success and stuff like that and then from there like i started meeting other people like shane dylan like queen um dj Alseed, uh Oh my gosh! There's so many other people, like people from like Roomba Radio Station, Chocolaté Radio. Um, who else? Like so many. Uh, Paul, who you know, who was uh, working with Bam's Fest. Yeah, I he's an amazing.
1: Yeah, Paul's awesome. I just met yes. Paul like a month ago.
2: Yeah, he's at, so amazing.
1: Yeah, I, I met him yeah. at a at a networking event, and he was a really really great guy.
2: Yeah, he is. And then
1: I literally saw him the next day. I never <laughs> met him. I saw him there, and then saw him uh-huh. the next day at. Goldfest. Oh, there in, you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like yeah. it was wild. I was like, "Hey, nice to see you again." <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So
1: he seemed like a really we had like a long-winded conversation. He mm-hmm. seems like a really good person. Just has to head not to interrupt you. I'm sorry. sorry I was like, "Oh my god."
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. him? That's so funny.
2: Yeah, no, he's he's an amazing person. He's given me such great advice. Um, so I really do appreciate him. Um and then honestly, there's so many others like if there's people I haven't mentioned mm-hmm don't take it personal (laughs) I say this all the time in interviews but there's been so many people that um, like engineers that I worked with again like David I've worked with Jay Rose the first uh, engineer that I worked with before David um, his name is um show um, he's obviously international show he's an artist himself as well too. too yeah so like there's been there's been a lot of people that I've worked with within these these two three years and um whether it's engineers whether it's um, obviously working alongside different artists djs um you know people from radio stations like i i work um with spark fm like an intern for them so um so yeah it's a lot of people and even outside of massachusetts like i've been graciously enough to be connected with people that are actually in the music industry um so it's it's um it's been a world wind as they say Mm. you know and but in like obviously in a great way and for the one thing i'm grateful for for the people that you know i've mentioned or haven't mentioned a lot of them obviously were able to see my growth and i think one of the most beautiful things at least from my perspective is when i can get to see how a person has grown throughout the years like literally seeing like a flower like bloom you know and so it's it's really nice for the people that um, still remain to be by my side still remain to be in my life Um, even though when I think about it it really hasn't been that long but even then it, it feels like it's been a long time so I'm very grateful for for everyone again that I've mentioned but also for those that I haven't mentioned Um, yeah <laughs> Cool.
1: Uh, that's an awesome answer I didn't realize you entered a spark too yeah so I cool. did
2: I don't really talk about it often but yeah I did no, it's no kidding okay mm-hmm.
1: yeah because I'm I know I'm very good Friends with YSham and oh, then also nice. I just met Steven as well at another oh, okay. uh at a uh a panel for oh, nice. uh for Master of the Chamber. So he he was oh, awesome. a really, really gracious guy. So a uh, big shout out to Spark FM and everything they're mm-hmm. doing as well. A great platform in Massachusetts. But yes. Yeah, that's oh that's awesome. So I'm 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 so happy for you because like, you know, I think in three years you've accomplished a lot, clearly, and you've had yeah. so much <laughs> growth and that can be overwhelming. So for you, I mean you just seem like such a very kindred just calm spirit like you have this I very calming <laughs> yeah is that something like yeah for you it's not it wasn't even a question I had but like how do you kind of keep it all together like oh. what's your secret you know what I mean because you have you've um, had such this growth. like sometimes that can be like I said overwhelming and stressful yeah. and like you know some people just handle that differently so mm-hmm. like when you're getting these accolades and you're you know all these people that you're working with and you're, you're mm-hmm. seeing this fast track on the growth like mm-hmm. how, how do you how do you handle it
2: Honestly, um, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 I try the best. At, I mean, I think just now I started learning how to really be still, mm. and to not like uh feel like I have to like have control over certain things, or especially when it's so many changes and so much that's right. like happening at a you know at a rapid um you know pace. I guess you want to call it. And um, for me, I just feel like. I've really just grown to know how the importance of grounding myself. Um, I really, I'm the type of person where I can get easily overwhelmed. So I really try to take time throughout the week or even on the weekends to really like give myself some time to rejuvenate, I guess you could say. And I know that some friends that are watching, they're probably like, this girl doesn't do it. But <laughs> I really have been trying. I, I've been trying because it, like you said, it, yeah, there's there's been a lot of changes. There's been a lot of um things that have happened, accolades or however you want to call it. And sometimes I don't really see it that way because I always think to myself, well, there's more to do like you know like there's so so much that I still haven't accomplished and I don't even have that much music on my belt or I haven't released music since like in December and right now I'm like preparing for a new release like you know there's so much that's still going on behind the scenes that obviously a lot of people don't know and a lot of people don't know obviously that you know that some nights I feel like I'm not doing enough you know
1: that's the hardest part of this being in this industry I I feel that all the time Mm -hmm. like if there's a night or a day I don't didn't feel as productive in the music side of my life. I'm like, damn, like I didn't make that stride that day. Exactly. And I can beat myself up over it, and I think a lot of people easily can relate to something like that. Oh yeah, of course. But at the same time, you're right. You do need those days that you can replenish and relax, and because it it makes the productive days more productive when you can yes. use those those off days to like really right. recharge, reset. Right, and I'm I'm like you. Like I <laughs> want to sit here and say that like I meditate all the time and do yoga all the time, and the things that when I do them, I feel so much better. Oh yeah, of course. But it, for me, it's been the consistency and like yeah. trying to do it on a consistent basis. And and again, it's just hard when you are an adult and you're juggling all these things. Yeah, you're, that you're, too. you're trying to pursue a music career, but mm-hmm. also maybe working a job, and yeah. you have personal life, you know, friends and family obligations mm-hmm. and just everything that comes with being an adult in 2023 in the United mm-hmm. States. It's like, yeah. it's, not, it's not easy anymore to like, no, you know, the passion project sometimes needs to be put on hold or pause right. for right. a day or a week or sometimes even a month. But like, right. you'll always find your way back to it. That's like, that's the way I'm trying to look at it now where it's like not putting so much pressure on myself either to mm-hmm. feel like, okay, I have to like be Superman every single day of the week. Mm-hmm. It's just because yeah, it's not sustainable.
2: True yeah no it's not and i think like like i said for me i'm just learning how to really be still Mm. i'm just learning that at the end of the day like um besides being spiritual like i believe in the universe and you know and angel numbers Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff but i also believe in god so i feel like for me i I started to learn since last since last month that it's not my timing it's his timing Mm -hmm. you know it's the universe's timing or whoever can relate like you don't have control over when everything is going to happen the way it's going to happen for you, you know? And that's kind of goes hand in hand when you're comparing yourself to other people and you're like wondering, Oh, but why is that not happening for me? Or why is it that so-and-so is not contacting me to be the headliner for this show or whatever it may be, because it's not your timing. it just wasn't for you, but it can be as long as you, um, put that in your mindset and for you to grow into that mindset i feel like for me what really helped me is learning how to be still you know and i know like i said a lot of my any of my friends that watch this they're gonna probably laugh or be like that girl she's she's hard because even (laughs) there's there's been times i would call like my friend um talia she is um you know my a my a and r and p and pr yeah public relations (laughs) and she i would always go to her and be like Tali, like i don't like is it okay if today i don't do any work or if i don't work on any any task and she would be like girl i think you should not do anything for at least a week (laughs) and because you know i'm the type of person who tends to overwork myself you know Mm -hmm. and gets to a point where like you know my body starts to like i feel exhausted and i feel like i can't really do much and you know that's when i'm like okay we we need to be still you know Mm -hmm. but i'm trying to really on a regular basis practice to be still before i even get to that exhaustion if that makes sense so, you know oh,
1: for sure yeah it's so, almost like you're you're preparing for that which is what you would do for like any other situation right yeah. like for example if you you know you don't wait to when you're, you're you're if you have a fire in your house you don't wait to then put <laughs> fire alarms in your exactly. house you see what i'm saying that's a, yeah. maybe a poor analogy but like <laughs> You wouldn't yeah, do that, no, right? Yeah, so exactly. So why wouldn't you do that with your own body and your own, your own mind self. and your own spirit? Yeah. Um, I am not religious, but I'm definitely spiritual. And okay. I felt as though that I agree with you that the universe will kind of put you where you need to be. where yes. you need. And, and I've been talking to a couple of people about this. And I, you mentioned it a couple of times. And I find this, this idea fascinating that, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people say take control over your life and all these things. No, you can't. Yeah, right. Well, I
2: don't want to say you can't, but like, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, it's okay. To an
1: extent, I feel Uh like there's only a certain amount of control that we all have over our own lives. And Mm -hmm. we think we have more control than we really do. Yes. And Mm -hmm. I think, you know, over the, I think during the pandemic is when I started to kind of come to terms with that. I Mm. was constantly trying to control everything in my life Mm -hmm. and I started to let some things go a little bit. Mm-hmm. and not get so attached to outcomes and just be attached to experiences. Mm-hmm. And I'm not all the way there obviously like I'm not perfect in that mindset. I straight okay. straight stray from it all the time. Mm-hmm. But it's helped me to sort of put that in my mind of saying you might not have control over this situation and that's okay because you're not meant to have control over every situation because yeah, I agree. what 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 would the journey be with the control? Like mm-hmm. you wouldn't have to really truly work for anything if you're, or you, you mm-hmm. would, but not to the extent of like, like you said, allowing your time to happen and just believing mm-hmm. in that. If you, I'm a big believer, like manifestation to all those yeah. things. Like Me I, too. I'm not saying that, you know, you can manifest to be like the King of England, but like, you know, if you live in the United <laughs> States, if I'm here, like I can manifest all I want to be the King of England, it's probably not going to happen. But right. <laughs> if you want to manifest some things that are realistic, mm-hmm. I think it's, I think it's on the table. It's doable. Yeah. I think it's doable. I think it's on the table. Yeah. You know, and 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 I've found that uh, when I've done that, things have sort of like figured themselves out in yeah. a way. So I, I love where you're going with this, and I think mm. that that mindset is super important for just sustainability at the end yeah. of the day. You know, no, it is. So yeah, I love that.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I try. I mean, like I said, I'm. I don't want you know for people to think like, oh, she has it packed down i don't no no no. because i yeah it's not it's not easy and and i laugh when you're like oh you're so calm and i'm like yeah just (laughs) you haven't caught me in my hard days but um yeah i i really do i really try to be as much as i can and like i said i'm really in a place where i'm really recognizing that at the end of the day i don't have control of how things are going to fall into place you know my dream for me music wise is to become an international sensation. I want to be recognized internationally and win awards in every part of the you know the world. And, you know, like that's my aspiration. That is my goal. Do I believe I can get there? Yes. I can definitely manifest that, but I you obviously have to put in the work. But for me to get there, I have to really make sure that I'm being still and not like trying to force myself to get there or getting frustrated or um, blaming things on other people or you know stuff like that you know because it um to get to where you want to be it really comes hand in you know hand in hand you have to do the work but you also have to know when it makes sense to rest rest take the time because no matter what whatever you put out into the universe, it's going to come back to you, right? So the universe or God, whoever, you know, whatever you believe in, they know that this is my goal and they know this is my sole purpose. So I know that already I'm going to achieve it. I just don't know when it's going to happen. So I can't stress, I can't tell myself, you know, oh my gosh, like I know everything's going to happen by the end of this year. Or I know by the end of this year, like I'm just, I'm going to be at the top, you know? And of course I want to manifest that, but it's just, I don't have control over the timing, you know? And that's really like what I really was thinking to myself and reflecting on since last month, which is funny. So you caught me at a good time because prior to all of this, like I really was having a hard time about, Knowing that it is always best to be still or knowing that you don't have control over your timing, you know, because everyone has their own timing. But I'm grateful enough, like have how you said and other people have said that I've achieved so much in a short period, like that's that I feel good. But at the same time, like I sometimes kind of like downplay it and I'm like, well, I haven't done enough or I haven't done this. Or, I haven't, but also, I know that the time is going to happen, you know? So, yeah,
1: I completely agree. Mm-hmm. I, I think that you clearly in a place that makes sense for you i think mean, i think honestly anybody should take a like a peek into that sort of idea mm-hmm. because i think it would help more people to like you said just be more still and just relax and not be so uh attached to the outcome of things and just That's believe true. that their things are going to happen so
0: yeah
1: awesome answer great job already this is <laughs> a great conversation i'm, I'm loving
0: this <laughs> um, I want to yeah. move
1: into the main lesson, of course, uh, which in, in the main lesson segment of the show, mm-hmm. we talk about what you got going on now okay. and what's been going on with you lately. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: the big news is the project EP, is it correct? Or is so it a, is it an album? It
2: is an EP. So I'm actually going to be releasing a single like this fall. I, cool. I can't give oh, a date a yet. Okay. But there will be an EP f- following Following after yeah
1: got you and Mm -hmm. is that going to be before the new year or are you thinking is that going to be more 2024
2: the ep is definitely going to be 2024 for sure
1: awesome yeah and what's been to you know saying what you can say about it now uh uh, what's been the inspiration behind this project for you Mm -hmm. and what is it to to be in the process now of creating it Mm -hmm. how how has that been for you
2: i mean i i would say the biggest inspiration has been my, how do I say this? Like how much I've evolved as a person. Yeah. So right now I'm going through like a whole rebranding stage. Okay. Um. Right now I'm really stepping into this like new persona as an artist, which is uh, La Rosa, which means the rose in Spanish. And La Rosa pretty much is this persona who is, divine who is beautiful who is who you know is in her power and always steps into her power and is literally like uh you know blossoming like the rose and so with the music that's pretty much what's happening now that i'm you know working on releasing this new single and then also working on the ep is just putting a lot of that uh emphasis on how much i've evolved as a person and also talking about Everything that I've experienced up to now, you know, and the reason why I've been evolving is because evolving is because of the things that, you know, I went through last year and the year before and the people that I've met and the person who, you know, really impacted me. Uh, I guess this new person that I am now or I'm growing into, if that makes sense. Totally. Um. So. So, yeah,
1: that's awesome. And for you, like what's been. So is it still on the same wave of that, like, karmic connection you had been referring to? Yeah. Is that, like, still kind of the yeah, one of the is. themes of the project at this yeah, point? Yeah, still is. It still is? That's <laughs> awesome. Because I wasn't sure now that you had said a rebrand. I wasn't sure if that was still on yeah. the table. Uh, mm-hmm. that's... And I only made
2: that face because that person still be coming back. But, yeah, we will get it. <laughs> but, yeah, it is still is.
0: Uh,
1: so um. to, to put so much effort into, like, something that's so deep and thoughtful Mm -hmm. like I can see how that might that process might be lengthy because it you know that that's a lot of emotion to put in is that like safe to say
2: yes and what's crazy enough now that it just came to my mind is that this experience started when I first started my music career which Hmm. was back in
1: 2020 oh wow this is kind of coming full circle almost in a way pretty much for this this body of work that mm-hmm. we'll, we'll get to here in 2024 yeah, yeah yeah
2: pretty much so um yeah it's uh it's quite interesting for the most part but um but i definitely not only do i want to speak on this karmic uh relationship um but also speak on how much i've learned mm. you know about myself and how much um growth that occurred while dealing with this person and also dealing with other people um, and as well as putting an emphasis on, you know, the importance, the importance of stepping into your power, being in your power and also recognizing how divine you are as a person, whether you're you identify as a woman or a male because there's a the divine masculine, there's the divine feminine. Um, and also just like recognizing how much um, how much like you should be uh how much you should pour into yourself Mm. and how much love you should give to yourself especially with dealing with these certain relationships because a lot of karmic relationships are relationships that you know are obviously um tend to be toxic and uh tend to really drain people depending on which person it is Mm -hmm. but no matter what it's a it's a relationship that teaches you a lot about yourself
1: could you explain what a karmic relationship is to our audience? Yeah, to anybody that doesn't isn't familiar yeah, or doesn't know uh-huh. what that is, just yeah, yeah. for context for them.
2: Of course. So, for my opinion, you can always Google this, but for my opinion, a karmic relationship is pretty much when you meet someone who is like a so a karmic soulmate. So there's different types of soulmates. You're gonna have to look that up, but um, <laughs> but to speak on karmic soulmates is pretty much a person that you meet in your life at a time where it can be very transformative. So they kind of spark a spiritual awakening. And it's a person that really teaches you a lot about yourself and what things you may um, have to heal from, like things that may be triggering to you. So this person is kind of like a mirror in a sense. And the relationship really, I would say, makes you evolve as a person. Um, Typically with karmic relationships, unfortunately there may be only one person that may be evolving more than the other one um but then again everyone that i've talked to that have kind of experienced karmic relationships you know the situation is different for everyone sure and for me i would say i can definitely say that i am the person that is evolving and the other person you know unfortunately is still in the same you know uh lower state or lower vibrational state if you want to say
1: No, I mean, I think that uh, that's that's definitely challenging. I think even in friendships, right? I mean, that can happen that's where it. you know you've been friends with somebody for so long, and mm-hmm. you know, maybe you're just going in a different direction than they are, and that and that can happen. And it's not to say that you like lose love for that person, but no, it's just the not. it's just the you're in just different places. And mm-hmm. I think I think us as human beings normalizing that a little bit, like we're such complex creatures People, yeah. from a biological standpoint but also from just like an intellectual standpoint like there's emotional standpoint like there's so much that you know we do have nature but I think we are so like the nurture part like when when talking about that sort of dichotomy of like nature versus nurture like mm-hmm. then I think the nurture part is the biggest element of it right mm-hmm. like at least that's my opinion on it but yeah, yeah. I think that really is the defining factor and like our environment really does play in the people we surround ourselves does in Me fact too. play a huge role on how much we grow or maybe how much we don't or mm-hmm. whatever direction we go in depending so um that's really really interesting and yeah so and i'm sure that's going to be like a really deep like i said a deep dive and perspective for you and mm-hmm. probably gonna be something difficult but yeah it, in a way is that going to be there is it, or is this process therapeutic or is it's, it like bringing up a little bit more like mm-hmm. just trauma that is difficult like which side of that or is it maybe mixable so
2: when i first started like working on the concept or like on the ep um it was definitely bringing up a lot of emotions Mm -hmm. um you know traumas or you know um thinking a lot about the past or thinking about all the things that this person did to me and you know how i was feeling in that moment or what i probably did to them or whatever may be now that i'm kind of reworking on the ep um i feel like it's gonna be therapeutic because now this time i'm gonna be speaking on how i was able to uh feel empowered dealing with this person you know before i was kind of speaking on how this person made me feel how my heart was broken how i felt sad how it hurts to uh, have love for someone that you know is not for you mm-hmm. but now i'm in a place where yes it is sad to have love for someone that is not for me but I'm grateful for that person and I'm grateful that I met them and I will always send them love and care, um, even if they don't do the same for me. Um, but now it's all about just empowerment, you know, just feeling empowered and recognizing that, you know, now, uh, that I've been interacting with this person compared to two years ago or when I first started the project, I actually was working on the ideas of the project last year around in the fall time. And. Now I just am in a place where I'm learning how to like step into my power when it comes to this person for them not to feel like, you know, they have power over me or whatever it may be. So it's it's definitely going to be therapeutic for sure. I love that. Yeah.
1: And then I know for you, like empowerment, that word is like important for you right? in, yeah. a, in a lot more ways like that that word has a few connotations and yes. for you specifically i know that there's a, a few different ways that you like to show empowerment specifically for mm-hmm. females and different things like that and mm-hmm. specifically you being a model as well yeah, yeah i'm sure that that plays a huge role so i'm mm-hmm. curious to kind of shift to that side of things for you
0: mm-hmm.
1: your modeling career mm-hmm. how how do you when you're preparing so I, I kind of this kind of fascinates me this this idea like when you were when you are getting prepared for a session in the studio mm-hmm. versus like a photo shoot, like what is the difference in those preparations? Whether it's like mindset or whether it's just, I don't know anything. I'm maybe, mm-hmm. I, cause I don't, I don't, yes, okay. I'm not a model clearly. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay. so um, what, 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 and I'm not, actually I'm not an artist either. So there you go. I, I don't live in either <laughs> world necessarily um. for you. Like, Is that preparation the same? Is there a Mm -hmm. difference there? Like, cause I think, you know, in some ways you're still, it's, they're both forms of art, Mm -hmm. but you're working different, literally different muscles, but also like figuratively as well. So I'm just curious, like how that sort Mm -hmm. of plays. And then is there a way, the second part of that question, like how do each of those pieces of your life complement each other?
2: Mm. I would say um, for both of them, I mean, definitely the one thing that I do try to do more so, I don't do this often when I go into the studio um, to record, but when I do a photo shoot, I tend to usually call, um, not to get spiritual, but I tend to usually call into my higher self. Um, And the reason why I do that is, um, so I usually say like, oh, I call into my higher self right now to use me as a vessel. And I actually do this prior to performing. Um, But modeling, I do that just so that I can feel again empowered and i can feel uh you know um what's it called i can feel you know obviously beautiful and in my divine uh state um so and i only do that with mauling because mauling you know i'm um, uh depending on the shoot i'm gonna be taking pictures i'm gonna be kind of putting myself in a vulnerable state i guess you could say depending sure. how the what kind of photo shoot it is or the theme or whatever may be and then when it comes to the studio um it's different you know because like one for the photo shoot i have to get my hair done do my makeup whatever it may be recording studio i i can go in there with my sweatpants if i wanted to or you know i can dress however i want like it's more relaxed it's more comfortable it's like stepping into your house that's at least how i look at it
1: as yeah no that makes sense but I'm thinking now too, because you said like vulnerable, right? And I'm I'm thinking about like as an artist, that's a vulnerable place to be as well. In oh, of your course, music. But yeah. it's like it's a different type of vulnerability, right? Mm-hmm. Like the modeling's a little bit more, a little bit more physical. But I think in when creating music, I'm sure there's more of like a spiritual vulnerability as well. Maybe, yeah, maybe, I would say so. Maybe they both, yeah. uh, like I said, maybe they transfer over too. Mm-hmm. Um. And then for you before I, because I, I want to get to as well the mm-hmm. Grainy Days uh, collaboration you have going yeah. on uh, for Latinx Heritage Month, mm-hmm. which is really really cool. I want to talk mm-hmm. to you about that. But yeah, like how do how does your modeling career and the music like how do they complement each other? Do you think in in, in your own I experience? F-
2: I feel like with the modeling, it's definitely more so kind of showcases another side of me of how much I appreciate myself and I appreciate my beauty. With uh, my music, it's you know. that is kind of where you can learn more about who i am like internally Mm -hmm. you know like that's kind of like getting to know like the real elena or like the soul part and then the mauling is more so like on the surface level like you know you're seeing me and you know how i'm like showcasing myself but it's also you know kind of very like uh obviously creative and it's also very divine and um, the way I portray myself in pictures and stuff. So I think that's kind of how it kind of goes hand in hand. Um, if that makes sense. Um, but with the music and the modeling is definitely kind of like, I don't want to say I showcased two sides of myself, but it's definitely like, you know, like this is the Elena music. It's very soulful, deep, emotional, or very bright, vibrant. And then, then the photo shoots, depending what kind of photo shoots I do, I can be very, you know, sensual or just very playful or, uh just kind of showcasing a whole um different side but also kind of you know goes it's similar to the music as well as how i showcase myself in music if that makes sense or performing wise if you want to also talk about that too
1: yeah so it's almost like they more complement each other yeah they definitely complement each other yeah and you're able to kind of like like yeah figuratively speaking work different muscles in different sort of Mm -hmm. uh parts of yourself which is awesome i i love that Mm -hmm. i think that you know too much of anything is if you if you immerse yourself into one thing too yeah. much it can be overwhelming right so to have that balance of being like you know maybe in my music i don't want to be sensual and playful but i know when i go on a photo shoot or if like it calls i can do for, that like said, if i want exactly yeah I can kind of just be free allow myself to do right. that and then like you had said like emotionally with the music mm-hmm. you can be more free there yeah, yeah, definitely. So like,
2: Modeling uh, sometimes you cannot be so free, depending what it is, you know. What's going on? Yeah, right? what the kind of photo shoot you're doing, if you're right. working alongside uh, a certain designer or whatever may be. Right. So yeah, sometimes you don't cool. have full control, I guess you could say. But yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, I do want to talk about the Greeny Days collaboration. Mm -hmm. But before we do that, it's time for a pop quiz. Okay. So. Oh, gosh. Oh, that's that's everybody's reaction on pop quiz. Can we stop with this reaction? It's not as bad. Ask anybody else that's been on the show. It's not as bad as you might think. There are a few gems in here. There are always a few gems in pop quiz. So for you who may not know and anybody at home, sitting at home watching this or car or whatever, wherever you are listening to this or watching this, Mm -hmm. pop quiz is where we take a little detour, okay. All right. And we ask you some rapid fire questions, and okay. maybe they have something to do with music, maybe they don't. Okay. And you might not know what I know or what okay. I found out. <laughs> <Okay>. So <laughs> pop quiz is when I get to flex a little bit and be like, "Okay, this is what I this is what I found out." So anyway, uh-huh. um, we're just oh gonna gosh. start off nice and easy for you. Okay. 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 So. This is more on Latin music. Like, I'm just genuinely okay. curious. I don't listen to a lot of Latin music. <laughs> okay. I don't dislike it. I uh, just naturally... Not a, Not a genre to be that rude,
2: but in. are you white or are you... <laughs> I, <don't laughs> I am so rude. offended
1: right now. This this episode is over. <laughs> I don't sound ignorant. Thank I'm just you so curious. Much. Are, you are you Brazilian? No, well, Portuguese. You're Portuguese. Portuguese oh. and Italian. Oh, mostly. Nice. Like okay, I'm, okay, okay. I'm mostly that. Okay. I only, weirdly enough, I only knew I was Italian for like most of my life. My mom was adopted. Oh, okay. So my father's 100% Italian. Oh, nice. Off the boat. Okay. His birth name is literally Alfredo, so it can't get any more Italian than that. Okay. My last name's Scarfo. So there you go. Uh, Yes, I am distantly related to little Nikki Scarfo, who's the biggest mob boss in Philly, New Jersey history. I have
2: a love for like mobsters, not in a weird way, but like
1: (laughs) it's, I don't know, like I've always,
2: something about the lifestyle
1: (laughs) always intrigued me. So. I don't live up to the name, if you can believe it.
2: Okay, I'm... I mean it's good, <laughs> good to know, right?
0: <laughs>
1: I mean, listen, I'm not out. I'm not a mobster. I mean, I know I, I give off that vibe.
0: Uh-huh.
1: I'm joking, obviously. I know the school teacher, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I went a different direction. We'll put it that way. Okay. So uh, yes, I am. I come from a big Italian family on that side, but okay. my mom was adopted. Mm-hmm. Kind of just, you know, didn't have a lot of family growing up. Whatever. We did the 23andMe thing. Oh, okay. And get this crazy lunch. So there's a picture. I've actually never put this. I'm going to show you afterwards because my phone's okay. over there. Yeah, yeah. Remind me. And okay. I'll put a picture on the screen. This is. A, I'm actually very glad you asked this. I've never talked about this. Sorry,
2: I yet. didn't mean to like be rude. i are not rude. No, no, like, this is about, awesome. Like, are you white? Like- <laughs> white.
1: So I guess you would cons- I would consider myself – I wouldn't consider myself anything but Caucasian, I guess. I wouldn't okay. be like – I wouldn't consider myself, like, Latin or – you know mm-hmm. of color or anything like that i check off the white yeah. box i really do right, right. um i do get very dark though like in the summertime like i well, can get what well, very...
2: Italians. there's people that i know are italian they Correct. also get yeah
1: yeah so my f- italian family is like southern so that's where oh, like, okay. a lot, like a lot they of the sun can be darker yeah yep. in the uh, southern t- <clears throat> italy like southern italians can tend to be a lot more dark mm-hmm. um and then obviously being portuguese so um This is crazy. So my mom does the twenty three andMe thing, right? Finds a bunch of these uh, different. I've never, I've never said this on air before, and I'll I'll put, I'll put the picture for you guys. You can't see. Oh, you'll see it later. It's probably on the screen right now for you, or it will be soon. So my mom, long story short, finds some like her half sisters, half siblings, all these things, and we find out who my biological grandfather was. Mm. So. One of the sisters, or I think it was a cousin, maybe something like that. I don't know. Mom, maybe you can pop in the comments and if I'm misquoting anything. <laughs> um, she watches the episodes sometimes. Oh, Love you, mom. Awesome. Shout out to you, mama, mama turntable. <laughs> uh, so she gets this message on Facebook from a distant relative and she's like, oh my god, is that your son referring to me? Mm -hmm. Cause I was like on her Facebook or whatever. And she's like, yeah, like, and it was my senior photo. Okay. And she's like, yeah, that's my son. Like why? Like, I guess they had talked for a little while and then says, son, I need to show you a photo of our father at 18 years old. Sends the photo. Oh. And I have a photo on my, on my phone now, which some of you clearly are seeing on the screen and it's me and him side by side. And we look, Identical. identical it's crazy oh, wow. like it's wild like that is mm-hmm. 1000 my grandfather i mean mm-hmm. obviously the biological dna test said it was right. but like in <clears> case <throat> i was skeptical it, that's my grandfather oh, wow. it's kind of wild so to know and he's like yeah like off the boat portuguese uh, i think he was originally from bermuda or something like that Okay, settled in like this area weirdly enough mm-hmm. and um yeah he passed like 10 to 15 years ago or something oh, like wow. that's when we never got to meet him but I am going to Portugal in a couple of weeks, so it's going to be okay. cool to like go to like that my would be nice. yeah. So that's I'm I'm excited for that. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's my little family heritage story. Thank you for asking that. That was, <laughs> I was lovely.
2: I should have rephrased myself. <laughs> you but... <laughs> white? You white bro?
1: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no, I'm not offended. Don't worry about it. It's Sorry. fine. I don't get easily offended. I just don't want
2: anyone to get offended in the
1: comments. no no no. Don't get offended. this is this is gonna make for a great clip. I'm not gonna lie. So this is totally clipping this one. Um. Anyway, and look at look at Yelena distracting me from pop quiz. I'm sorry. Oh my gosh, <laughs> uh, what the heck? No, I'm kidding. Um, so anyway, how well? So about Latin music, right? Okay. It's become I think it's become very popular, right, with uh, artists yes. like Bad Bunny, all these you know, all these mm-hmm. other artists as well. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you think that it's ex- or that Latin music has expanded into the mainstream as a whole in the United States, and mm-hmm. more so in Boston? How do you think it could expand even further, like? do you do like you, are you happy with how it's being portrayed and how it's mm-hmm. expanded mm-hmm. in popular culture in the United States and where and which areas of growth would you feel like wanting that yeah. to be more?
2: I mean honestly, I feel like with Latin music or Latin music industry in general, I feel like it's already like touched like went over the sky as they say. Yeah. You know, like I feel like right now there's really no limit. Mm-hmm. Um I feel like now a lot of people are really acknowledging Latin music, and I'm really happy to um to know. And when I found out that I was nominated for Latin Artist of the Year, I was really happy to find out that like the very last time they nominated someone for that award or someone won that award was back in the 90s. No way.
1: So
2: yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, I like literally found that out when I was doing my research. So sick. Yeah. So I'm so pretty it's kind much of having its
1: comeback is
0: what you yeah what it it's seems it's like. having
2: its comeback, and I feel like what probably made the Boston Music Awards maybe acknowledge or put that categories because obviously a Bad Bunny because Bad Bunny really uh, made the world recognize like Latin music and Mm -hmm. a lot of people who are not even Latin listen to Latin music but also like people like God OG and people um, like so many like other players like Shakira or even you want to talk about the OGs and stuff like that but I really feel like with what Bad Bunny did it just really put latin music on a higher uh pinnacle or higher stage and it also really just really like um made people recognize like the uh the importance of putting like latin music in its in its rightful category and not just put it in the world of music category you know stuff like that because i've heard stories of like you know the the um how much latin music has evolved and how much you know other platforms have recognized or even like the grammys like the award shows and stuff like that so i feel like like kind of answering your question i really feel like i don't know like the I feel like we're good where we are, but obviously we're gonna Latin music and like the industry in general is gonna obviously get better. And I think it's at a point right now where it's like now they're kind of mixing and mingle with other genres like yeah. Latin music. Uh, la- some certain Latin artists are like mixing and mingle with like the Afrobeat side and yeah. How cool you know, has that
1: been? I just saw that, I Bad love Bun- that Bad Bunny just was on a Gorilla's song, yeah. like crazy.
2: Yeah, or and even like the hip hop side, right, or right, you this know, like Drake, it's, and, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, like super cool. Yeah, exactly. So I feel like now. Everyone wants a piece of us, which is nice, you know, but, um, yeah, so it's, it's great. Yeah.
1: No, I think that's awesome that that's become more mainstream and Mm -hmm. that's, it's a, it's a genre that I don't think I ever like consciously thought about Mm -hmm. until, kind of recently i mean i mean growing up i listened to shakira every now and again but i don't think i ever truly you know i'm a daddy yankee like when that big Mm -hmm. song gasolina obviously but it never really struck me as like oh okay there's like the genre but i guess same thing with afrobeat like Mm -hmm. i have started to dabble that a little bit more dance hall and Mm -hmm. i think it takes like you said like certain artists to put a spotlight on that like a bad bunny yeah and then when drake brought in the dance hall thing i think Mm -hmm. i got a lot bigger as well exactly and then opened it up to oh hey like there's afrobeat as well and there's all these other mm-hmm. different genres that have been around for decades and decades and decades just haven't gotten like the spotlight spotlight so sometimes yeah. all it takes is just one person to like no literally out, you know yeah exactly so Super cool it's great i love that so going back to when you were seven your mm-hmm. dad bought you a movie with selena right and yes. that's like your big inspiration you yes. love her <laughs> i love her um, yeah. i had to go back i thought you were when when i Found out about this. I thought someone I thought it was Selena Gomez, and then I found out it was not Selena Gomez at all. It Was the other no. Selena? So I mean, no offense. Selena no, no, no Gomez offense to great. Selena Gomez. No. You know, but no. So if you guys thinking, I'm thinking, I'm talking about Selena Gomez. No, like just she, Selena. She's great.
2: She's great. No, no disrespect. No no, no,
1: no. absolutely not. But I'm glad I made that clarification as well. I just wanted the to grace. make fun of myself a little bit too, my ignorance. So I'm not too familiar with Selena, but I know that's okay. been a big inspiration for you. So. Mm-hmm. What do you love most about her and why mm. has she been such an inspiration to you f- since you were literally age seven?
2: Yeah. I, I mean, who wouldn't love Selena? I feel like Selena compared to all the artists that have come out like, you know, since when she was like back in the 90s and stuff like that or prior. Selena is literally uh, for me as a woman, I feel like she's a great example to look at. You know, she is beautiful inside and out. Um, her uh, the way she just like spoke to people, like the way she carried herself, was very like, um, very kind, very sweet. Uh, you know, she was very true to herself. She was like, she didn't really care how others may have perceived her. She didn't care about making mistakes or like, you know, if you ever watch like interviews of her, there's one interview that she did, and I, and I like, I feel like this is more so with for like Latinos growing up in America, um. There was an interview that she did where she mispronounced or she said 17. I think it was like, I forget the exact number, but she said a number in Spanish incorrectly, you know, and the girl, the woman who was interviewing her, who is obviously Latina, um, you know, laughed or her and said, Oh no, this is how you say it, you know? And growing up, she didn't like know how to speak Spanish. She, le- she started learning how to speak Spanish fluently as she was doing music in Spanish, you know? So I feel like a lot of Latinos growing up in America can really relate to that. But for me, what made me really relate to her was her essence, you know, mm-hmm. the way that she did her music, the way that she performed also her fashion sense was definitely very inspiring uh the way she like she was very simple but also very unique if that makes sense Hmm. you know
1: no that's I mean that's I think that that balance or juxtaposition having those two Mm -hmm. different things is like that's rare that's like a rare find so for you for you to be inspired by her I guess I'm not that surprised (laughs) um what was the what's so is it was the movie that it was a movie right that yeah, your dad brought home yeah
2: the movie yeah the Jennifer Lopez movie oh,
1: the, oh okay i mm-hmm. understand now awesome and uh did you know that like when you were watching it that she was a musician or did that like come out a little bit later
2: i didn't know that she was an actual person i didn't know that she was unfortunately not alive right when right. i watched it so i think that was the most heartbreaking thing for me when I found out um I remember I cried for like hours oh well, yeah, like, you're so
1: young at the time
2: yeah I was just so young and obviously she when she died and when she was alive I wasn't alive myself I wasn't in the world mm-hmm. so it was um yeah it was very heartbreaking when I found out mm-hmm. but yeah I had no clue she was a real person so cool
1: so well big inspiration we all have that one you know that first inspiration mm-hmm. so it's really cool that that's that's that if for you it put set you on the trajectory you're on mm-hmm. yeah all right now we're gonna have some fun okay some, i got some fun ones for you Oh gosh. so let's say for example you're on a first date okay, okay. <laughs> and there's this thing i've been seeing around lately uh on tiktok and these different things that mm-hmm. girls saying that there's certain icks that they have for guys like oh, your like ich, turnoffs yeah like your turn off right okay. like and some of them are like ridiculous like one (laughs) one girl like i don't i think i hope she's joking but she was like oh when like a man orders for himself at a restaurant it's like how is he else is he supposed to order food but anyway i thought that was odd yeah Uh it's like a running joke i don't know if these are like true or not Uh but apparently obviously everybody not not even just women but men everybody has their turn of course um for you is there a bigger turnoff than chewing with your mouth open um is there anything else like if 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 you're on a first date guys chewing with his mouth open (laughs) Is that, is that it?
2: Yeah, it's like kind of annoying. Like I, <laughs> that, that's how I look at it as it's like annoying or like definitely on a first date, biggest turnoff for me is like if you're talking about yourself a lot, Oh okay. like, no, I'm like, come on. Like, can like, let's like, I don't know. Like, I don't like it when people are just like, you can tell when someone's just talking, talking, talking about themselves and you try to like intervene and be like, oh yeah, I can relate to that. And they're like, yeah, but you know, uh, when it comes to, and I'm like,
1: that, oh, okay those are the fun, those are fun people yes those, those are those, those, those are, are
2: interesting people yeah <laughs> i
1: was told to ask you about chewing with your mouth opening that that's kind of a pet peeve for you so i'm not sure if yeah, um, that was that was a good source come on sources
2: yeah i mean it, it is <laughs> it, it is a pet peeve but i feel like my other pet peeve besides that one is um when they get too comfortable got like you. right away got you those are like my two and i forget Understood. my other one but yeah all
1: right those are the biggest ones yeah, yeah. cool yeah um all right well then i'm afraid to ask some of those other ones because i don't know if these are true either but we'll we're gonna go with it uh-huh. if i'm wrong i'm wrong uh-huh. um, you weren't
2: wrong with that one. Oh, but... i wasn't wrong
1: okay yeah, yeah. it just wasn't like as much of a pet peeve as some other things yeah, yeah. um you're a big gym goer you love the gym mm-hmm. um that's what i've heard and <laughs> so I i got a question so about this what is a workout that you hate doing like you just you dread doing it but you know it's good for you and like gets like great results
2: uh probably lunges lunges like walking lunges lunges or like no literally
1: (laughs) (laughs) i'm like as you can see i have super skinny legs i don't i i skip leg day i'm sorry people i know i shouldn't um Uh i don't i try not to but yeah lunges i i I agree
2: yeah lunges and then there's one i forget the name of it but it's like uh you put one leg on the bench, and then you, this one has to like go down, so like oh you know yeah which one those I'm are, about?
1: I do know exactly what you are talking about yeah oh,
2: those, are tough too. those ones are oof, not not my favorite, but yeah, okay, cool, yeah,
1: all right, I love it um if the world was ending and you had one last meal, <laughs> what would be your your last meal?
2: Oh my God, this is so hard um, I know right well. I love Italian food, so nice. I feel like. What's <laughs> <Is> that?
0: <laughs> well, I told
2: you I was into mobsters. Not like that though. Like not like when I said that. Like I don't mean to. Like I'm into guys that are doing like you know criminal mobsters, activity. Do not call Yolanda. She, she's um, not interested. I'm just kidding. No, don't call me. <laughs> but if you want to invest in my music here, let's talk about that. But anyways, um, but yeah, I definitely love Italian food. So I feel like for me. A good chicken alfredo with broccoli would be cool. nice for my last meal if the go. world was ending.
1: I like it. Yeah, fantastic.
2: Sorry, my Latinos. I know y'all were probably expecting for me to say something Latin piece, <laughs> but I love Italian food. You know, yeah.
1: so to be to be fair, I probably wouldn't pick an Italian dish for my last meal. Oh really? So, what no, would, would you pick? Have. Great question. Um, <laughs> because I can't think of anything better off the top of my head right now. Uh-huh. I'm gonna say this one. So there's this restaurant specific. I'm gonna be like very specific right now. Okay. There's this restaurant in Malden okay. called Crazy Good Kitchen. Oh, I like al- I heard of it. There's also one in Boston okay. on uh, where is it? Uh, not Tremont Street. It's kind of near. Um, uh, uh, oh my god where's like the market why am i why am i blanking on this on this name on this street where is like a there's a Newbury like market newberry street newberry street, newberry street. street. Newberry street. sorry okay. my bad i don't know i just had a brain fart um <laughs> yeah there's one on newberry street and okay. then there's one in malden i think they just put another one somewhere okay. else too but anyway yeah, yeah. this is not like they're also not sponsoring this episode if crazy good kitchen you want to sponsor this episode or a future episode <laughs> we can welcome that we can have that conversation i'm a frequent like i am a Frequent, frequent, frequent goer, my, yeah. My girlfriend oh, and I, we order there probably like so once cute. a month. So it's a burger, burger, and like it's it's fantastic. <laughs> it's a burger and shake spot. Okay, and wow. Now you would just be like, ah, oh, it's just like Shake Shack. Whatever. No, this place is on. Mm. These burgers are like unbelievable. Like okay. melting your mouth type deal. I would have one of their double burgers with their curry fries okay. and the Reese's like you know shake. what shake thing okay this is like a big cheat meal for me like i'm talking you know you, okay you know, i just some like you know vegging out one night you know okay. and then but it doesn't nice. happen often but that would be okay. my like end of the you know world okay. meal like i'm going to crazy good kitchen and i'm getting that okay and i'm posting up and just waiting for <laughs> the aliens to take us or the asteroid or whatever the heck is
2: gonna what happened so okay. crazy good kitchen but again
1: <laughs> not sponsor not a sponsor can be though if you want to be um <laughs> if you could live anywhere in else mm. in the world where would it be i've heard you say a few things like going back to florida maybe going abroad maybe dallas texas mm. houston maybe somewhere like that mm. if you could live anywhere else other than boston or the massachusetts area where else would you live
2: um bali
1: bali yeah that's fun yeah
2: honestly yeah bali or well there's like a list that I have, but honestly, if I wasn't doing music, I definitely would like probably live in Bali and probably open a restaurant there oh. or I'll go to Cuba and do the same or maybe like even like K-Verd. Okay. I probably, I've thought about that. Nice. Like any places tropical, nice. And I wasn't like, I just wanted to live my life like just minimal as it were like minimalist. Mi-
1: minimalist. Is that? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Yep.
2: That's probably what I would do. Very cool. Yeah. I
1: love it. All yeah. right, final question of the quiz. You're almost there. You, okay. you're, she's looking at me going, This needs to end now. I hate this segment. <laughs>
0: no. Uh, I just messed with you. You're good.
1: Um, what advice would you give to anybody who has stage fright? I know that's something you came over when you were mm. younger. And if you had advice to somebody who has stage fright, that's maybe listening to this right now. Yeah. Or gets nervous when I mean, I'm sure everybody still gets nervous. When they oh, go yeah, on stage. of course. I get nervous doing podcasts. So I can't imagine that. Oh. Yeah. I'm fine now, but like it's okay. like it's it's, okay, it's like within the first like thirty <laughs> okay. seconds, okay. I'm like, oh no, I forgot how to do this whole thing. No, but it's it's just nerves. No, it um, makes sense. What advice would you give to somebody that has stage fright? Yeah, to get them help and get them out of it.
2: I mean, I think the biggest thing is it's like there's two things. One, if you're able to, maybe like uh go to a vocal teacher, or go to someone that can teach you on how to like perform. So like a performance, like yeah, a vocal teacher, or whoever else, um maybe do that or um i think i don't know if this sounds bad to say but it's kind of like you know when you're first learning how to swim and sometimes people some people would do this and don't do this but (laughs) (laughs) people just like throw the person in the water and then you that's how you kind of learn how to swim because in that moment you're panicking you're like oh my god what do i do and then you kind of but the reason why i use this example is because i feel like with overcoming stage fright it's really about putting yourself in that place so like pushing yourself to perform in stage and you can start little by little probably like I don't know like sing in front of 10 people like maybe five to 10 people and then from there you're like okay that was actually not bad because once you get in the groove you know of it of things then you'll kind of like want to do it again and then and again and again and then the next thing is sing to maybe 20, 10 to 20 people and then from there you just kind of like you know kind of go on and and stuff like that and then it'll get to a point where you're like oh wow like this is so nice like I feel a little bit nervous but it's not as much as I used to so I feel like that's the advice I'll give because for me the way I overcame it was really like just going on the stage and practice definitely practice as much as you can um, because practice will definitely help because that's what I did prior to performing my very first time and overcoming stage fright was practicing and honestly just doing it. I don't know if that really helps, but like, Oh, that's great. It's just, you know, I feel like with overcoming stage fright, it's all about just doing it like little by little, like pushing yourself to do it and, and practicing as much as you can. Looking at yourself in the mirror definitely helps Interesting. if you can. Okay. It's a little bit awkward at first, but if you can do that at least, that would definitely help you, like, take the steps to overcoming stage fright.
1: I like it. I also like the drowning analogy. <laughs> I also, I don't know if you've seen this, but I've seen, I, I think this is, like, crazy, but mm-hmm. supposedly when you're teaching babies how to swim, like, some people just, like, throw oh, yeah, them in the I've water and, them. like, let them drown. Or not let them drown, sorry. I shouldn't say that. But like let them like suffer for a few minutes and like yeah. kind of figure it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think anybody yeah, did that to me, but rush, or maybe yeah. they did. I don't know. Maybe I just don't remember. I don't mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like that would give me trauma for the water, but I don't know. Yeah. Either probably, way. yeah. I would not recommend way. it. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not recommending mm-hmm. it, but like kind of recommending it as like an analogy type deal. But anyway, yeah. great job. You killed it. Great great job on pop quiz. Yeah. And she got me distracted before pop quiz. So that's like that's like being a being a, a good student. That's every good student knows they have to distract the teacher at some point. You right. know? That's right. like that's how it goes. <laughs> My students try to do that all to me all the time and I'm really? like, "Nope. I we're not imagine. doing we're not doing this. <laughs> nope. I know what you're trying to do. We're we're staying on task." When I was younger, it worked.
2: Now, not so, much. not so
1: much. That's not happened working so much. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyway, back to the main lesson. I have just. Uh, I want to. Obviously, this is like a big thing going on. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why we. I waited so long to talk about this, but mm-hmm. the granny Day Studios yeah. collaboration. And talk, I promise we talk about it uh-huh. uh, for Latinx Heritage Heritage Month. Yeah, super cool. Can you explain a little bit about what you're doing with them and yeah. what this sort of uh, collaboration and endeavor. Mm-hmm what the point is
2: yeah so the whole point is just pretty much bringing people together who identify as latinx and coming together and just taking pictures as a way to showcase our culture so like you know like if you're someone who's a model a creative or whoever may be artists you know you come to the studio and you bring with with whatever with you that may identify with your culture wherever you're from and um you know just take pictures and have fun you know Um, and the reason why I thought of it it was because I really wanted to make a point of doing something important for Latin Heritage Month. Um, and originally my idea was to do something in the city, um, but that's still in the works. So I can't talk too much about it, um, with what I want to do. But with this idea, I just really thought it just would be a fun idea, like for people to come in, take pictures, have fun, um, speak on your culture and, just kind of showcase, you know, what, you know, Latin, Latinx Heritage Month means to you or what it means for you to be of, you know, Latin descent or whatever it may be. So, yeah.
1: That's awesome. Mm -hmm. And how do you think this is going to help to not only spread, you know, uh, like more, be more of a community led Mm -hmm. basis in the Latinx community, but How do you think that this collaboration will help to spread more cultural awareness, not only in Boston, but hopefully wherever it can potentially reach?
2: I think it definitely will help with still like creating more of awareness of, you know, of the people who are in the not only in the music scene, but people who are in mass who are of Latin descent and the importance of speaking on, you know, our culture and bringing awareness of the things that we could be struggling with or Bringing awareness to the amount of like successful Latinx people we have, you know, of all the things that we do, whether it's like someone who's a teacher, someone who's a public, you know, figure who's in politics or whatever, or is in music or who's a model or or even a photographer, or whatever it may be, um, producer, you know, the list goes on. So I feel like it just it's all about just creating an awareness of you know of our people, you know, I guess you could say, and you know, and of you know this month, like obviously Latin. Ex heritage month and a latino or latina's house is every day but it's this month specifically i feel like is a month where we should really take initiative and just embrace you know who we are so amazing. yeah
1: how did the collaboration came, come to be with Granny days like how did that sort of yeah start?
2: so i've worked with um the amazing photographers you know um they um i connected with them through an interview that i did um a while ago and you know i, I brought up the idea with them and they're like yeah let's do it you know they're um, they're all Dominican um, oh, cool. so and you know it's I'm Cuban Dominican so you know it kind of I was really glad that you know they're open to the idea and that um, you know that they wanted to kind of move forward with it so yeah
1: super cool mm-hmm. fantastic well, Yolanda, this has been such a great episode. Like, I've yeah. loved having you conversation, <laughs> the laughs. This has been great. I feel like I've learned a lot today.
0: Oh, perfect. Um, okay. And I appreciate that.
1: <laughs> no, it's good because I haven't had a uh, Latin artist on the platform oh, yet. Wow. So I've not, not to say to check off that box or you, but for me specifically to sit down with somebody mm-hmm. and learn a little bit today was mm-hmm. amazing. And I hope yeah. that our audience has learned a little bit more today, too, because I yeah. think that... I love your. I just love your energy. I love your spirit. Oh, thank you. I really Likewise. That, oh, thank you so much. <laughs> I really appreciate that. But no, I, I, I believe, like. I mean it. Where I think, you know, the accolades are cool and all that, but I think you are so early on in this. I think your impact is going to be a lot more lasting than just mm-hmm. a Boston Music Award. I don't, thank I don't, you. I don't want. <laughs> I tried. I want to bring it up because she. It's deservedly so, but I mm-hmm. don't want it, you that to be like your defining thing because mm-hmm. I think you have some of these other initiatives that you clearly care about and these mm-hmm. other things that you're really doing, like the modeling mm-hmm. and like focusing on spreading cultural awareness and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, awareness for, you know, female empowerment and body positivity, mm-hmm. all these things that you mm-hmm. stand for, I think is going to be what will be your mm-hmm. legacy going forward when, yeah, when it's all said you. and done. And I like, those are the things that matter more. Mm-hmm. Than oh, anything. Of course. So yeah, yeah. I appreciate that. And I, I recognize that. Mm-hmm. And I've, already loved keeping up with what you're doing and i yeah, cannot wait you. for this ep when it drops and the single of course. no date for the single yet
2: no no date yet but okay. it's coming it's coming well yeah.
1: it'll definitely be on our playlist for sure i can <laughs> yes. almost bet that i'm gonna enjoy it. and it's mm-hmm. gonna yeah open me up a little more to some latin latin music yeah. especially around here i don't know that many latin artists mm, so you've you you've kind of opened a door for me and i and i truly yeah. appreciate it hopefully it does for our audience as well yeah can't let you go quite yet though okay. you're not done quite yet okay. she's gonna be going oh no what does he have now <laughs> this one's a fun one, I promise. There's nothing nothing, nothing crazy. Uh, this is the open response, and in the open response, we did the dream song scenario. Okay. So I'll structure it for you. You get a song. It's a Yelena Rodriguez song, uh-huh. and you get two producers and three guest features. Oh, okay. Dead or Alive can be any artists in the world, Dead or Alive, who would be on Yelena rodriguez's dream song scenario again one one to two producers you don't need to do two if you don't want to i always say one to two producers three guest artists who would be on that song take as much time as you need
2: um okay producer um my gosh let me think okay uh john glass
1: john glass
2: and yeah i really want to work with him johnny I'm
1: sending you this clip. If you're listening, <laughs> the the man touches so many genres. I don't know if you've done Latin music yet. Maybe you have, and I'm we've, wrong. We've
2: talked, exchanged oh, conversations here okay. and there. Okay, yeah. But Mr.
1: Glass, <laughs> big big fan of, of him, and he's also a good friend of the show. Oh, we, we love we love Mr. Glass. Go. Big shout out to you, John. <laughs> love you, buddy.
2: Um, and then artist. and another producer, I would say, um, would be Echo. He is a producer who's worked with a lot of artists in the latin industry um you can look him up um his studio is called echo studios i think it's in miami and um he's worked with like daddy yankee worked with like all the ogs um you know if you know you know um so he's great um and thanks for j rose to talk to me about him and then artist wise um i would say number one god G. number two christina aguilera Mm -hmm. And then number three, dead. I would say uh, Selena for sure.
1: Super cool. Yeah, that would be quite the song. I know it would be, it would be quite, quite the song. song. John, I'll give you a call. We're gonna make this one. <laughs> we're gonna we manifest these songs. Well, this is just mostly just a fun exercise. Yeah, like, what we yeah. to be but We try to manifest on here too. Yeah, so, of course. Yeah, why so, you not? know, we're, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna maybe make a phone call. Uh-huh. So uh, anyway, <laughs> love that. Great. Uh-huh. Gonna be a great song. Elena Rodriguez featuring Selena Christina Aguilera and Gato G G with John Glass and Mm -hmm. Echo on the production I think it would be a smash number one hit
2: Mm -hmm. I think so too I I think think it it would would be. be It'd be yeah, top of the line.
1: Elena, mm-hmm. thank you so much for being here. This was such oh, a fun episode. Sincerely, appreciate you taking the trip out. Of course, now there's nothing yeah. left to do but to plug away. So where yeah. can the people find you? Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else you want to plug or anybody else you want to shout out? Mm-hmm. floor is now yours for that. Oh, Go ahead.
2: perfect. Well, um, make sure y'all follow me, Elena Music. My link tree is on there. So you can literally click and look on my website, my other social media platforms um on facebook twitter uh all the other ones you can think of youtube all that good stuff um and i definitely want to say thank you so much for letting me be a part you know on your um your show um this was definitely um amazing and i want to say Thank you to everyone who continues to show immense support. Um, I'm super grateful for those, like I said in the beginning, like who remain to be here, who have seen me grow so much. And I'm very grateful, you know, to my parents who, you know, I know sometimes I cannot be the easiest daughter, but I'm very grateful for their support. And I'm very grateful for my friends, family. Um, Again, my other family, you know, and the friends, y'all know who you are. I sorry I don't want to sit here and name every single person because a lot of people as well with the artists that I've worked with the um, DJs that I worked with you know and everyone else thank you thank you thank you so much I'm grateful for you guys and I'm grateful for you oh,
1: that was like one of the better uh, somebody was like hey, you could follow me here and that's about it <laughs> And we've we gotten close to that. That was like one of the more like sincere closing statements we've had. So I, I, I love that. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. See, genuine, genuine soul here. I knew that. <laughs> I knew that's why we had her on. Oh, and if thank you're, a, you. of course, if you're a fan of Elena, just coming on to us for the first time, you can follow mm-hmm. us at turntable teachers on Instagram. We are doing the TikTok thing. You can follow us there. You can yeah. also hit up our website, turntableteachers.com for all mm-hmm. the latest merch, blog posts, episodes. Got a lot going on there. Also, if you're an artist, po- uh, podcaster, content creator, whatever it is you do in the creative field, make sure you hit us up, Awaystudios.org. Book your session today. We do recording sessions for podcasting. We do recording sessions for music. Uh, we do engineer. We have engineering services. We also provide music videos. There's a, literally a, a beautiful space out there where you can do your photo shoots and, mm-hmm. and your, your video shoots. We have it all here. Check us out. You won't be disappointed. We have great staff over here. And um, as always, thank you very much for listening and staying tuned um and of course all of yelena's links will be in the description so you won't Mm -hmm. have to go that far for that as well as ours so check that out yeah so thank you so much for being here yeah thank you so much appreciate it you're welcome (laughs) as always i'm mike that's yelena rodriguez (laughs) with the turntable teachers and class is officially dismissed
2: finally